Hello and welcome to the U Sports Done Right podcast. My name is Dan Harrison. I'm the Association Services Director for the MYS and I host the show. Today I'm back up in wonderful Arden Hills with Travis Rogers at MindRight Training Facility. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that's been creating quite a bit of buzz from our podcast is getting your kids motivated. How do you keep kids motivated? How do you find a way to keep them on track so you're not so much trying to push the string. So I'd like to welcome Travis. Travis, how are you doing today? I'm great, Dan. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's awesome. I think we're uh, covering some really good topics. We're going to talk about that motivation. And I know being a, a sports psychologist, you, you read a lot and you have a lot of these studies that you've looked into that give you some quite a bit of information that you've uh, kind of digest and put into a little more, I don't want to say layman's terms, but kind of. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what we can do. I think it goes to parents, coaches, and athletes of how do we build that motivation and what what really does motivate us awesome so i think motivation is a great topic and and all parents coaches everybody wants motivated athletes and i've heard you talk in other podcasts um about how if it's possible to develop motivation and i think it is um i think it starts with with a with an athlete's why first so understanding why they're playing their sport what they're motivated by, all those kinds of things. So that's where it really starts. But going a little deeper into it, there's something called the self-determination theory. And the self-determination theory is is based on the needs of all of us. So they've come up with three things that all of us need in order to be intrinsically motivated, self-determined. Those three things are autonomy, relatedness, and competence. So what we want to do as parents, coaches, is try to foster, develop those three areas within with our young athletes. And hopefully we're not losing people right now, but (laughs) it'll it'll all make sense. So so what we'd like to do today is try to cover those three areas and how we as parents can help foster those three areas. So that's what I'd like to get into. So Trav, you bring up those three things, competence, relatedness, and autonomy, and... uh... Why don't, you, why don't you just break them out here? Why don't you start off with competence and tell me a little bit what that means, what it looks like. Okay, so competence is really feeling successful, having success in whatever endeavor it is, not just athletics, but we're talking about athletics today. So, so feeling like you're getting better, feeling like you're growing, feeling like you're having some success along the way. And that's hard in sports, really. I think what parents should understand is let's not base a young athlete's competence just on results or the outcomes, things we've talked about before. A lot of times that can be super frustrating for an athlete. If we're basing our competence just on how many hits we get in a game, it can be really hard. So as parents, we need to try to talk to our young athletes about basing competence or success on the controllable factors, things we've talked about. Am I getting better? whatever sport it is. Am I getting better day to day, week to week, season to season? Am I showing up to the games and practices with really good energy? That's when kids can start to feel competent along the way, not just basing things on on the outcome. A lot of times that can be frustrating for a lot of kids, even though I think if you base it on all these other things, the controllables, you will see gains and success. You will see gains in the outcome things, which also obviously can be very motivating as well. So Trav, for the people who haven't listened to a different podcast, why don't you give us a couple examples of some controllables, excuse me, or measurables that make sense to measure? Awesome. So uh, energy, attitude, 
being a great teammate, the journaling stuff that we've talked about. I don't want to get into that so much more, but if you're journaling things like you're at bats and you're trying consistently to get better in certain aspects of the game, baseball is a great one and at bats are a great one, certain aspects of the game. Am I having a better plan when I go up to the plate? Am I knowing what pitch I'm looking for? Am I putting my best swing on a pitch? Um, next level, maybe, am I able to hit the ball to the opposite field better? All those kinds of things are things you can base it on, and it depends how much a parent wants to get into that, but simply a parent can get into energy, attitude, effort, being a great teammate. Those things are, are, are something that we should try to develop, and a lot of those things go into these other factors as well, autonomy, relatedness as well. So so that's a great place to start with controllables. But again, if it's basketball, am I getting better at my free throws, right? That's a controllable. Am I now making four out of 10 when I started the season, making three out of 10, I'm progressing, things like that, you know, more developmental, the skill set themselves, we can see progress in that and focus on that rather than, than the outcome of just one game or one at bat or you know, a series of at-bats. When we look at this, it's saying we're going to be on this path to get better. So I think about it, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I look at it and say, well, no matter what, not every kid is going to be a professional athlete, right? That takes some different things. Is there sort of a natural progression to that? Yeah, I think I think as athletes go through this process, let's, let's remember first and foremost, it's not just, it's say they want to be a Major League Baseball player at eight. That's awesome. I think that's awesome they're intrinsically motivated more to do that and to show up every day and practice hard. But we're also learning overall human skills here, right? So so if I push hard at this, how good can I get? I think at 14, 15, 16, they'll start to know they, their why might change. Maybe at, it was MLB when I was 8, 9, 10. Now I'm starting to understand maybe I don't have the skill set to be a Major League Baseball player. But I have learned this thing about hard work, about motivation, about how I can set goals and reach goals and get better. That's the umbrella that we want all our young athletes under, not just you know the kids that are actually going to play MLB baseball. Yeah, that's that really makes a lot of sense. It's really you're teaching them a life skill to say, you might have a different instrument, but you can learn still to keep trying to make different music. Absolutely. Well, let's let's see what talk to me a little bit about relatedness then. So relatedness can be a few things. Uh, um, you know, simply it's being a part of something bigger than yourself. It's being a part of a team. Super important for 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 motivation. It, it's really hard if you look at every game, you know, in baseball as did I have individual success or not, right? We want kids to go out, be great teammates. They can do more than just get hits in a game, right? They can support somebody who's having a tough game. They can play great defense, they can swipe bases, they can do all kinds of things outside of just an outcome, how many hits did I get, how many points did I scored. So it's super important for them to feel like they're part of a team. It's super important for us as parents to emphasize the team concept. It's important for all of us to feel like we're part of a something something bigger than ourselves. It keeps us motivated, it keeps us driven, it helps us to show up every day and to work hard if we feel like we're doing it not just for ourselves. When we get into doing it, it's really hard in this era of showcase type stuff, right? So, so when my son goes to a showcase, that's really just about him. 
But, but if that's all you ever did, it would be really, really hard to stay motivated. If he feels like he's doing it for others, a team, it's way easier to stay motivated. So as parents, we need to emphasize that team concept. So it kind of strikes me that that's something that might might be undertaught and underemphasized in general because you don't you see a lot of kids getting individual lessons, a lot of kids really pushing on a skill, but it doesn't seem like that much attention has been put on how do you support other people and and also the fact that you're not just supporting them to be nice, it's also a benefit to you. Absolutely. I talk about that with the with parents, coaches, um, the, the young athletes, it, it definitely has this bounce back effect, right? If you're a great teammate, your teammates are going to be great to you. You're going to push each other, challenge each other. If you're a great teammate, your coach is going to want to support you more, going to want to push you harder, going to want to help you to get better. It's a huge, it's a huge bounce back effect for sure. And, and super for so many different reasons. I won't get into all of them, but I told you the story before. Ken Griffey Jr., I saw him doing an interview and, and they asked him what his dad would say to him after games and, and stuff. Ken Griffey Jr. said if he ever told his dad his individual stuff, like I hit two home runs tonight, his dad would get frustrated. His dad would get pissed at him. It was always about the team. And, and Ken Griffey, for whatever reason, he knew that in order for Ken Griffey Jr. to be motivated, to be driven, he needed to put the team first. So he'd shoot those individual stuff down. And I think it's, again, gotten harder and harder with showcase stuff. And it's awesome to do lessons, to do that individual stuff. Don't get me wrong. But when we get in the team surroundings, putting team first is a huge part of it. Yeah, so it sounds like that might even be we talked about having goals for the parents, the car ride home. That's kind of directing it towards saying maybe understanding by supporting others it's helping you so it really is just it's almost like a a virtuous circle versus a virtuous cycle versus a a vicious one absolutely and again to just think back it's it's one of our our needs our human needs is to feel part of something so when we get the kid in the car and we're just ragging them about their individual stuff it, it, it can defeat all this. It can go the other way. Like, this isn't just about me. It's about our team. If we get in the car and we say, you were a great teammate today, or how were you as a teammate today? Your team performed great today. Whatever it might be, it changes their, their thinking on it, and it's super motivating, super, super driving for them. We were chatting a little bit before that, and you want to tap that, uh, what you told me about the Washington Nationals, too. Right, so so you, you watch any pro sport, college, whatever it is, they always afterwards talk about how we did this for each other, how we supported each other, how this grind we've been going through with each other. And you watch the Washington Nationals celebrating baseball, this individual game, and I and I saw Brian Dozier in that who got like one at bat and the whole like the happiest guy dogpiling everybody. And it just makes you think it's so important to be able to do that. Um for, for all the reasons that we, we've discussed. But you watch the Super Bowl this Sunday. Um, what are they going to say after the game? They're going to say, we did this together. We fought together. When you show up to the weight room at 6 in the morning, it's really hard to just do it for yourself. It's much easier if you know guys are relying on you, counting on you to push that hard. Well, and I think just like your competence skill about saying how it can translate in this day and age, one of the big issues we talk about all the time is how everybody gets so dis distracted by technology and they don't have to be together and this communication isn't there and it seems like this relatedness is a skill that again feeds into whatever walk of life you're going into absolutely yeah 
So that leads us to autonomy. Let's let's talk a little bit about that one and, and, and how that relates and looks like. So autonomy, first of all, isn't isn't about doing it obviously yourself because yeah. we just talked about relating it. Autonomy is about feeling like you have control of your process. When we when we talked about this a million times, but if we are focusing on things outside of the control of the athlete, they don't feel autonomous. So we need to focus on the process, the skills, the controllable skills that they can get better at. And we talked about, you know, kids these days really want to know the why. And the why, if we tell them, explain to them, here's why you're doing this drill. Here's how this drill can can help you. They'll start taking ownership of that process and becoming more autonomous with it. And again, we think about that now as adults, we want to do things for ourselves. We want to do things that that we feel like we're good at that we're not being told to do, right? Some some of us more than others, but that that's that's how the kids if we can develop that and make them own it themselves. And this is really hard. I see a lot of younger parents like really pushing their kids. You need to do this. You should do this. You need to do this. If we can do a better job of suggesting things and saying, here's why this might be a good idea. I do this with my son, Will. Have you thought about this, right? And kind of presenting it at this overlapping, but not telling him exactly what to do. Have you thought about trying this or trying these different things and, and, and stuff like that? not telling him specifically what to do. And I told you before before we started this, Will has gotten, it almost drives me crazy, right? So much into, I can't say, hey, do this drill anymore or do this thing anymore. He'll ask me why. What's the, what's the purpose of this? And it's fantastic. And, and it challenges me as a parent and a coach to help them understand those things. And then again, once they start taking ownership of that process, super motivating, super driving, super self-intrinsically motivated at that point once they feel like they are driving their process yeah well and it one thing i've noticed over the years that you've, you've heard me talk about my 16 year old rule of when you know if a kid's going to be good and i have a 21 year old rule on the other side of it and i think if i'm hearing you right if you can get them to learn autonomy that's what's going to take them from when you let them out of the house to the rest of their life right they've, they've learned how to create a process that says I can drive the car myself. I'm in charge. I know what I'm doing. Right, uh, 100%. And it's so, man, it's so hard to let go of that as a parent, right? And and when is the right time? But I think the, it's a lot earlier than we think. Like, no, we're not going to just let them go do everything. And giving them options, giving them things to think about, instead of just telling them this is what we're going to do. Again, I, I, I say it to my clients that I work with, the parents as a 10-year-old, when you take them, you ask them if they want to go hit today. Instead of telling them we're going to go hit today, ask them if they want. Then they have ownership in it. When we go hit, what drills do you want to do? Do you want to throw some today? Do you want to take some ground balls? Then they, I, I mean, how powerful is that, right? Then they start to say, this is me working on me getting better. This is me owning it. And again, I think I think you can start it pretty, pretty dang young, um, and start start this process. Now, seven, eight-year-olds, they, they definitely need some instruction. They definitely need some direction. But I've thought about this a lot with my, with my 14 team that I'm going to coach this year. I'm going to let them own the practices, run the practices. They're going to have to show up with practice plans and, and, and figure out what we're going to do. They're going to figure out what signs we're going to use, what plays we're going to run, how we're going to steal bases. And then they show up, right, ownership of this. They're taking over it. 
Coach Rogers isn't doing it. They're doing it. So I think super powerful to be able to do that stuff. That echoes the same thing we talked about before about understanding their goals. Once they get to have some autonomy in it, then they actually get to take sort of internal pride in the fact that this is working because now they're doing it, not just being told, do this, do this, do this. It kind of kicks Internal pride, those are two great words for that, for sure. They, yep, um, that sums it up really nice. Yeah. So, Chad, put a little, do you want to put a little wrap on this for us and kind of bring it back to the end here? Sure. So, so we've talked in other podcasts a lot about journaling, growth mindset. All these things go into this, this whole self-determination, self-motivation stuff. And again, I think we can really help it as parents. So, so I heard you and Coach Frost talk about, you know, he gets to a certain level there in college. They're motivated. Some are more motivated than the others. And that's going to happen. It depends on what their why is and how they're driven. But as parents, we can definitely decrease motivation and we can definitely help create motivation. So understanding these three principles, again, autonomy, letting them own their process, competence, they're feeling successful about their process, successful about their progress, and relatedness, putting team first, making it bigger than just the, the individual all those things really foster and help kids develop motivation. Well, Trav, I really appreciate you taking the time today to work with this. I think it's really cool how it all kind of fits and sort of knits together into a nice weave of saying, here's how we can create not only happier children, but higher performing children, as well as getting them on a path or a skill set that will help their future in life, no matter what, if it involves sports, business, any number of things. I mean, so. that's like you said in the beginning, like not everybody's going to play MLB baseball, right? So, <laughs> so so we've got to remember that as parents, coaches, that we can develop these skills within sport that will definitely help them be, be better adults, better parents, better coaches when they get there someday. Awesome. Thanks, Trav. My pleasure. Hey, folks, thanks for listening in today. If you like what you're hearing, please hit the like button or share it with a friend. Trav up here at MindRight training and more than happy to sit down with you if you want to talk about one-on-one things as well as he's been doing parent meetings for groups i know mounds view is one of the ones he's been doing shore view association i think so if you'd like to uh, reach out to him mind right training and we'll talk to you later thanks thanks dan